Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Meaningful Hearts Podcast. And today, we would like to talk about anticipation, anxiety. Anticipating an upcoming event, worried about something that you have no news on or information. Maybe there's a letter coming in the mail with a large sum of money, or maybe no money at all. Well, these things pop into our heads on a daily basis, big or small, and sometimes it can wreak havoc and turmoil in our lives because there's no definitive answer. So we kind of have to like sit there for a moment and really just sit there. Be like, damn, I need an answer now, but it doesn't happen that way. Daniela, you know how I'm feeling? You know how you're feeling? Has it happened to you? Um, well, I think that I've, for myself, <clears throat> excuse me, I've learned ways of handling my anticipatory anxiety i think it would be best if you share a little bit of what's currently going on with you because you're currently going through it oh i gotta disclose i'm not getting (laughs) off the hook huh no okay well as of recent uh what basically inspired this episode was um i'm gonna have a talk with uh my upper management about a possible promotion in my current my current career or job and i had a i had a conversation about this movement about 4 to 5 months ago and uh, the outcome was positive but before i had that conversation i was having that i don't know how this is going to go i i don't know you know i can only prepare so much for this conversation but you know i've only i've only been with this company for x amount of time you know who am I to step up and say, this is what I'm looking to do? And how are they going to respond? Because the position that I'm going into possibly requires a lot more experience. But given my skill set and given my past track record with companies I've worked for and the type of job that I've done, this is kind of where I, I'm normally at, not at the position that I'm currently sitting in. I've, I've evolved in the past. So I, I know how this all works and don't get me wrong. I've learned a lot in the position I'm in currently, but it's more or less kind of evolving and showing my best, my best skills uh, forth and, and being able to be utilized in the way that I believe the company would benefit the most. So I had that conversation and the conversation went well and we were going to revisit the next steps in the next, you know, four to five months. So you know, four to five months flies by really quickly. And here we are again, where we're about to have this conversation uh, this upcoming week. So the questions come into your head again. How is that conversation going to go? Now, I can only check off the boxes that were required of me that would lead up to the follow up conversation. But a lot of things happen in the world of corporate America. Um, no, no. Not not slandering or saying anything wrong, but 
you know, things change, budgets change, uh, ideas change, you know, things go in a different direction. So it's like all these things that are, I guess, compounding on top of me. I mean, this could be a great conversation. It could be a disappointing one. It could be, hey, we have to hold off for longer. I don't know, but I'm just kind of in my head about it. And it kind of, kind of sucks. And it doesn't. Daniela? <laughs> Wait, I was just thinking, how do you mean it doesn't suck? Like, well, it sucks in the sense that, yes. I said doesn't suck. Well, I'm saying that, for one, it sucks in the sense that I am on the fence, oh, right? I because I mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen. It could be good or bad, right? And mm -hmm. then doesn't suck, meaning that it's always fun to have the conversation and then know the result afterwards and be like, wow, you know, I was worried about it, but now I'm actually... I'm super excited. You know, it can go from, it actually helps. It's like the, it's like the balance of things, right? With happy, with, with, with joy comes sadness and sadness and joy. It's kind of a balance that makes you feel good. You have to sometimes go through the turmoil to enjoy things. So this is, I guess, part of the process. So it does and does not suck depending on how you look at it. I'm excited either way, but it just kind of sucks that I don't know. I don't have the, I'm not privy to that window of the future. I mean, nobody is. And I guess that's the part of it that kind of sucks, but doesn't because it's kind of exciting. But it's not <laughs> exciting. It's, it's, it's a little bit of both. It's like bitter, I guess, bittersweet would be the name, yeah. the word. Yes, I think it is bittersweet. It sounds like your anticipatory anxiety um, shows itself in two ways. The fact that it, it sucks to not know. Um, it sounds like within the unknown, you start to have these thoughts of what's going to come out of this conversation. Is it going to be a good thing? Is it going to be a bad thing? What's going to happen? What are they going to say? What am I going to say? Kind of stuff like that. But at the same time, you're also excited because it is a possibility. You know, it sounds like you're weighing out both things. Yes. I wonder, how does your anticipatory anxiety present itself physically? Like, what do you physically feel in your body, like, sensationally? I don't... Yes, good question. Let's go. <laughs> I, I guess it's not... You're guess... a more cerebral person. I'm, I'm more cerebral. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would say the first time around, because it was a longer hang time as far as when I was going to have this conversation, it was put off. Um, I was supposed to have it immediately, and then it took months for that conversation to happen. So I had a lot of time to really think, "Wow, what's how is this going to go?" But and that and that and that time, it was you know I get like I guess leading up like when it's like, "All right, Andrew, you're on conversation." My uh my palms get sweaty, my heart my heart rate goes up. So I get like you know it's a mixture of butterflies, but you know, kind of just trying to keep myself not nervous. It's kind of hard to do that. So I guess I'm feeling the the anxiousness of having the conversation. I don't have the butterfly sense yet. I don't have the the rapid heart rate. That's going to come more like the adrenaline's going to pump when I'm actually going to do it. Like you're about to go on stage and perform because that's when you get put under the hot light and you get, you know, you don't know what that conversation can be. You don't know what kind of questions. So all you could do is kind of trying to pre-answer what you think those questions would be. And I've done that before and I'm, I, I do prepare, so I'm going to do that, but it's still a little nerve wracking. So right now it's just more of a cerebral dojo experience. So it sounds like you have some tools, um, to work through the anxiety part of it, like the physical anxiety 
at least where you imagine like the questions and then you kind of prepare what your response might be. You kind of write out some of these questions, which is, which is a really good tool. Yeah. And the reason why I asked about what do you feel physically is because when it comes to our listeners, these are some of the things to explore when you're thinking about your anticipatory anxiety. What are the thoughts that you're experiencing? Kind of like what you're saying, Drew, of, you know, I asked myself these questions of what it's going to be like. I have thoughts about the unknown and, and what it might be like, but also then incorporating your physical self of what do I feel physically? What does that look like? Um, so those two things are like a start to start to work through the anxiety. I wonder, Drew, for you, what do you think is making you the most anxious right now? I guess the thing that would probably make me feel the most anxious is, I guess it's the fear of rejection, right? We don't like to be rejected. Nobody likes to to hear the word no, especially when you kind of, well, not kind of, already said, do these things. And, and I, even in my conversation said, I could hang my hat on what you're telling me, but I liked def definition of when this is going to transpire. So it was more like you are going to get promoted to this, but do these two things in the meantime and ramp up to this. And then we'll revisit the conversation at the end of the fiscal year. So with that being said, it's like, okay, now I know these months is these months are when I'm supposed to be out there doing that specific job. So for me, um, that's like being told that's not going to happen. Like kind of having that in my mind is like the fear of rejection. Like what changed really like, or why? Why now? Like I gave you the chance to have that conversation saying, Hey, you know what? You're not ready yet. You need this much more time. This is, these are the things that you don't know and you need to do them. That was, it wasn't that, you know, I, I, we had that thorough conversation and it wasn't that. So I don't want, I, and I guess in, in my mind, it's like, what if somebody turns around? I mean, it's happened before. They just, people turn around and they say something else. And I, I just, I fear that, I guess. I feel, I fear that we're not on the same page. I fear that I might, I might get turned down all of a sudden. I don't know. And it's not like I did anything. It's not on my end. It's not for lack of trying. It's just kind of, I guess, an irrational fear, possibly, or 50-50. I don't want to say that it's an irrational fear per se. I would say that it's a pretty understandable fear. I was actually just thinking, wow, that's pretty vulnerable of you to admit. And I wonder if anybody listening can relate because I think it is pretty understandable to have a fear of rejection. You're right. We don't like to feel rejected. And I think that's part of what goes into anxiety and anticipatory anxiety is the fear of rejection because ultimately what it really comes down to is what goes beyond the rejection how we feel about ourselves why was i not good enough you know why why did they change their mind so it's pretty understandable that that would be your um i guess like what you're most anxious about especially because i'm i'm told that i'm underutilized and sure. the, ped the pedigree of salesperson that I am and what I've done in the past, this would be more suited for me. So with you telling me that, it's like, well, if a Jaguar can run, why is a Jaguar not running kind of sure. thing? It's like, we know you're a Jaguar. We just need you to run. And this is when you're going to start running. 
And obviously, I'm not going to be as fast as the other Jaguars yet, but with enough time out in the field, I get my running legs back and I could see it there. You know, like with everything, there's a learning curve. doesn't matter how many industries you go into. There is a learning curve and I understand that and I'm, and I'm humble in that sense. I just want to know what tools I have that I can utilize to make myself and I, you know, and pick other people's brains just to get me up to snuff so that I can do these things. So it's not coming from a place of, oh, I know everything and I'm just going to kick some ass and you have no clue what you're in for. It's not like that. It's more like I know what I'm capable of, but I understand this is a different industry and I'm, I'm looking, looking for the challenge. The whole idea is the challenge. I like the challenge. This is hard. It's not easy, but that's, that's where the reward comes. Uh, that's where the reward comes in all this. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to better myself and become better, right? This is what we talk about in our podcast about being better than we were and putting ourselves in places that make us vulnerable and scared. But when we, when we, when we level up, we're grateful that we did, but you got to go through the gauntlet to get to the other side. And I'm putting my, my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I would. I was actually also just thinking, it's so funny sometimes, like, I feel like you're reading my mind (laughs) (laughs) because I was literally just thinking like in you acknowledging that you had a moment of vulnerability and it led to exploration of what you're ultimately looking for, um, beyond the rejection or with this opportunity is a chance to grow. And I think that that's very important because we forget to apply that in our lives when we're anxious about something, when we're especially in anticipation, right? We're just thinking of like, oh my God, like this is, this is really nerve wracking. Like what's going to come out of this? And I think you actually just touched upon something else that can help you or me or anybody listening work through their anxiety is asking ourselves, how is this going to help me grow? Like, what is a challenge here? It's really about the type of questions that we ask ourselves in the process that help us work through the anxiety, at least for me. That and combining, like I was saying before, the body awareness, because that's important too. When you're aware of yourself and what you're currently experiencing, you can apply some things. It sounds really cliche, but breathing for anticipation is pretty important because it helps you get centered around your physical self. So like if you've got sweaty palms, like acknowledging that you've got sweating palms and then shifting your focus, it's not avoidance, but it's shifting your focus to your breath helps your palms actually slow down a little bit because your physical self is now focusing on a component of you that is still, I guess, I don't know if tangible is a word, but you're still focusing on a physical part of yourself is really what I'm ultimately getting at. I feel like I just rambled. I feel like I say that a lot too, that I either ramble or I wonder if I make sense. We're getting t-shirt made. T-shirts made. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that it's very important in the moment, right? We could always think before the moment or for future reference, when I'm feeling this type of way to stop, pause and focus, focus on my breathing, focus on my, my actual physical state and try to control it, try to calm myself down. I've tried and made attempts at this while in state. I did this last time I actually had the conversation and kind of just you know, made myself aware of, you know, just to keep myself kind of calm and collected. Um, sometimes it doesn't work, especially when I have 
maybe some less desirable conversations that kind of, I guess, amp me up a little bit. And I get more, a little more excited when I speak, which it happens. Um, but being aware of it and breathing um, is the first step into changing your your physical state, and it's a constant practice. I yeah, but I think that I think that for me, this whole journey. Um, I mean, I didn't. And when when I first started working for this company, I didn't. There was nobody that told me I was going to go to go to the outside and work on the outside end of sales. Um, it was inside sales at first, but I I kind of took it upon myself to to know more about it. It piqued my curiosity. You know, what do these guys do out there? You know, in this company, how does that work? You know, is there a commission? Well, listen, at the end of the day, I want to know if it's it's worth my efforts, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not just growth in the sense of learning an industry, but is it lucrative? And do you get to see a bigger part of the industry? So for me, I wanted to ask these questions and I picked the gra the brains of, of the guys that were out there doing it. And that's really where it started for me. So I think in a sense, I did take the initiative, but nobody ever told me to do this. Sure. So I'm pretty proud of myself that I... I'm proud of you too. Thank you. <laughs> that I put myself in this position. So whatever happens going forth, I've already had the conversation and they know where I stand versus, you know, there are a lot of people that just sit around and, and wait for, I don't know, another penny in their basket. Oh, you know, thank you for another year. Here you go. Here's a little bit more. Keep doing what you're doing. I want more. I want to be able to do more. And when I feel that I'm not maximizing on my abilities because the, le the where I'm sitting will allow for complacency. I need to get myself uncomfortable again. And that comes with the challenges and I welcome them. And this is kind of the energy that I'm going to bring into the conversation once again, that money's great, but money's not everything. Growth it ultimately will always supersede money because with growth comes money, but you need to feel challenged and not so you won't be bored. I mean, it's, it's important. So for me, it's a next step and uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I just wanted to share with everyone, disclose what I was feeling. I'm sure you got another question for me. <laughs> um, I actually don't. I was actually thinking like, that's a pretty powerful way to start to kind of summarize what we've talked about um, because that's ultimately what it does come down to part of anticipation and anticipatory anxiety and anxiety and putting those things together and et cetera, et cetera, um, is ultimately realizing that you're bound to have these feelings. You're bound to go through these moments so long as you're placing yourself in situations that are uncomfortable, that are challenging, that are going to help you grow. And as cliche as it may sound, the more that you do it, the more that you learn how to work through the anticipation. I know for me, the way that I learned to work through anticipation is to imagine myself on the other end of a positive outcome. You know, what that's going to look like, kind of like what we talked about last uh, episode about clutter and how, um, the discomfort of like thinking about what it's going to look like, how am I going to get it to do that? How I work through that is thinking about 
what my room is going to look like afterward, how excited I'm going to feel, how good I'm going to feel. Same thing with anticipation, right? Whether it's an event, whether it's a conversation, whether it's an experience, whether it's an uncomfortable conversation, thinking about how relieved you're going to feel or how it's rewarding to challenge yourself. I think that's a really good way to really, I guess, top it off. Yeah. Uh, the episode and also an anxiety. <laughs> Going for the end zone. Whether you made 10 yards, 20, you moved in that direction and you you know that you could, even if you crash and burn, you know that you were moving in the right direction. And there's there's no shame in trying ever. Never. Yeah. yeah. It ultimately sounds like for me, it comes down to three things. The first thing is recognizing what you're feeling and thinking, uh, your thoughts and your physical self. And then, you know, asking yourself questions. And then ultimately understanding that it's going to help you grow in some way, shape, or form, and that you should be proud of yourself no matter what the outcome is. Just like I think, Drew, for you, no matter what the outcome is, I'm still very proud of you that you took on the challenge. And I know that you're proud of yourself. So yeah, I definitely rambled, but I think it made sense. And there I go again, saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I... I'm feeling better already, actually. That's awesome. I've actually been asking myself this question, like, you know, Andrew, whatever, whatever happens, it's, it's notable to say that you, everything could, I mean, everything's going smoothly, things are good, but they could always be better. And that's kind of what I always look at. And I always want to be able to be, be able to do that in every facet of my life, not just in work, not just in this, but in every facet in fitness, um, eating, right? just being aware. I mean, I think we've, we've created such awareness in our, in our diets, but it's just, it's just, it's just that's that one step saying, Hey, there's more I could do. Let me, let me inquire a little bit. Yeah. Inquire in your lives, people. There's always room for improvement and, and growth. And as long as you embody that your life will never be dull. You'll always be out there looking for more. Yes. Even when you're anxious about it, you're still learning. Yes. I will leave you to it, people. We love you very much. And thank you for listening. <laughs>